For generations, the FIFA World Cup has provided unforgettable memories to millions around the world. Now, a select few of the game's most important fans, the ones with a lot of money, can experience the World Cup in a way that would result in arrest for anyone who attempted it before now. FIFA and MasterCard are proud to present the Kiss a Slightly Terrified Cristiano Ronaldo package for the 2018 World Cup in Russia. For just $50,000, you'll be permitted to run onto the pitch during a Portugal match and scare the living shit out of Ronaldo by charging directly at him, then planting a kiss anywhere on his body. And we mean anywhere. We won't give him any advance notice, so you can be assured that the look of unmitigated fear in his eyes is genuine. That's the MasterCard Kiss a Slightly Terrified Cristiano Ronaldo World Cup Package, because we only oppose pitch invasions when we can't make money off of them. Welcome to the Dirty Tackle Podcast. They're laughing at me for saying welcome. I'm very no, I was talking shit to now. Ryan like through the other window while you were doing the intro. No, but Ryan was laughing at me. Yeah. Howdy! <laughs> it's in my head now. You I can't do word. it. I am Brooks Salutations! I am Brooks Beck, editor of DirtyTackle.net. All the websites. And I am here with my two... Co-hosts who are giving me a complex about my welcomes, Mr. Ryan Bailey, Mr. Invite anybody to his house. Ryan, how are you? What are you wearing? What's going on? Uh, I'm very well, Brooksy. Thank you for asking. As you can see, I'm wearing the most glorious goalkeeping jersey of all time, the 2010 World Cup England uh, green jersey, uh, the Rob Green special, as you will... Uh, ah, the Robert Green blunder yeah, jersey. Yeah, so. It's like Rob Green is among there, us. <laughs> there you go. Watch Always out love for a green jersey. Line. To have a jersey the same color as the grass you play on, it just seems like genius move to me. But um, the reason I'm wearing it, obviously we had um, the England internationals, uh, the international friendlies, I should say, earlier this week. England uh, uh, beating the Netherlands, and then the Netherlands uh, uh, beating Portugal quite badly. And hence, ergo, therefore, England are better than Portugal, the European champions, and we're probably going to win the World Cup. It's happening. Yeah. That's sound. Theo, That's it's logic, happening. Right? That English uh, anticipation is rising. They're getting their hopes I up. Really wanted, it's bubbling. I really wanted to get behind Setting England, themselves up for you know. yet another disappointment. I love it. There we go. And also, underneath know. the shirt, I'm wearing my back brace, which I haven't worn for a little while. I'm bringing Ooh. it back. I don't, I don't care, I tell you. I don't care. The Ryan Bailey backpack How's is How's your back, mate? Oh, the posture's so good right now! <laughs> oh. Damn, I can feel my spine elongating just by looking at there you. There you go, yeah. Ryan's like back a two-hour is yoga session. His hopes are up. It's all happening for it's him. It's all happening! It's all happening! It's all happening! I love it. Indeed. Theo. How are you? What are you wearing? No uh, back brace. No World Cup hopes. I'm, I'm on the opposite side of the spectrum. From yeah, you Ryan. got nothing. He has everything. You have nothing. Yeah, I've got nothing. I'm literally wearing nothing. <laughs> okay, then. Uh, good, good Good talk. <laughs> looks, looks good. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we got to keep going? All right. <laughs> What's next? Well, I am wearing, uh, since you all asked and are dying to know, I'm wearing the yep. New Japan shirt, the New Japan Away shirt, which is lovely, by the way. You can see I have a good look it's at it really there. It's really 
Uh, I, I really like it a lot. The, my my friends at Adidas, shout out to Chris at Adidas, uh, giving me uh, the new batch of away shirts. I love it. It's just you, just me, just you, no one else. I want to spread the wealth a little yeah. bit. Well, well, I, I might. Uh, I'm literally wearing right. nothing, and you can't spare me one. World no, Cup I can't. Shirt. No, for you, no. But for Outrageous. Ryan, I might give Ryan one or two. Um, I've been to um, Brooks's Brooks's house, by the way. The sofa is just like a patchwork of Adidas shirts he's been <laughs> yes, given yes. over the years. <laughs> the wallpaper is just the wallpaper. Yeah, yeah, yeah the wallpaper is the 2006 collection. Yeah, he has books bound by uh, leather from boots taken apart <laughs> from various different models he's been gifted. I'm very important. Uh, I have many leather-bound books, and my apartment. Smells of rich mahogany. <laughs> but so we talked about this shirt briefly last week, and the reason I am wearing it, uh, you can see the lovely crest that we talked about last time with the, the Japan, Japan bird, bird, as we ta- called it, because we are ignorant, ignorant the people. The bird have, of Japan. We don't know anything. But so listener Joseph Tanner, Joey Tanner, uh, he wrote in, and he, inf- he informed Joey us. Tamborelli. He informed us that the symbol of the JFA is the Yatsagarusu, Yatsagar. Easy for you to say. Yes. Uh, it's a mythical three-legged raven that guided Emperor Jimmu oh, to Mount don't, don't Kumanu. And it's also the messenger of Supreme Shinto sun god Amaterasu. Amaterasu. This this uh this thing didn't sound make us sound less stupid. It's, this it's, explanation. Yeah, I, I sound more stupid now. But no, I mean <laughs> it's pretty cool. There's there's a lot of knowledge being laid out. I just wish you didn't read exactly. it. or somebody else. I'm read the it. wrong person to read yeah. it. But there's knowledge. Well, thank there. you, Joey Tanner, for doing a Wikipedia of that for us. Thank you very <laughs> yeah. much. That's yeah. from the Wikipedia entry. But still, mythical three-legged raven. That's pretty cool. I've always got time for a mythical three-legged. I raven, do too. Personally. So I just want to share that, uh, even though I butchered it. I prefer to have my podcast free of any raven chat myself. But here you go. <laughs> yeah, we're kind of encroaching on. Uh, what about the Shinto Sun God? You can never have enough Shinto Sun Gods. True. Um, okay, so that's what I'm wearing. Uh, that's what we're all wearing. Ryan, I literally didn't know what you meant by the the raven comment, and then it finally dawned upon me. There we are. Yeah. Once again, we're not stupid people. Very, very I slow. promise you. Yeah. No, it's just like, yeah, I don't know. It was just like so obscure. I don't it's really, international I don't break. Count. We're all a little slow in the uptake this week. I don't week. count them. There was no fantasy yeah. to keep us sharp. Uh, so we're going to move on to our dirty tackles of the week. Ryan, what is your dirty tackle? Nah, fuck that. I'm going first. Oh. I want a dirty tackle. <laughs> Slid in there. I wow. like it. I want a dirty tackle someone that has been all over your television screens in America. Ooh. But for a soccer reason, Sister Jean, you guys know who she is? Uh, no, I do not. Yes. Sister Jean, she is uh, the team chaplain for the Loyola Chicago basketball team that amazingly made the Final Four as an 11 seed. All right, that's a wholly d- um, different sport. It is, but Atlanta United, always doing the most, sent her a personalized five stripes jersey, made her hold it up, and took a picture with it for the internet. She's from Chicago. She's a woman of God. She has nothing to do with Atlanta United. Yet they found it necessary to jump on the Sister Jean bandwagon. Like her brittle back in a wheelchair can even handle that. And they, they're using her for, for retweets and likes. And I think it's stupid. So, Dirty Tackle. Wow. ATL. UTD. Always doing the most. <laughs> So do you not? It, does does Sister Jean not share in any of this p- for participating in this uh, exercise? 
No, no, she's going down as well. I'm, I'm dirty tackling Sister Jean. Okay. Oh. Okay. Good to know. Oh, she's in her. No Neymar one comes out clean in this one. You're going after her. <laughs> yeah, she shouldn't have. She shouldn't have played into this this marketing ploy. She shouldn't have held up the shirt. She should have just. She should have just prayed instead. Oh. If we're going to complain about marketing and people making money off of things, then let's not talk about the Final Four and uh, college sports in general. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm I'm on the right side of all that as well. Don't worry. Good. Good. So Theo, you have. I feel like there's Theo's my woke bay. It's such a woke bay. I, I feel like this is just the tip of Theo's beef with Atlanta United, though. I feel like there you have greater issues with uh, with that club. Maybe. Do you feel like maybe I, they're I, getting a little too much attention in this current moment? Much, uh, in this current right moment, now? my only problem is that they uh, wrongly gifted a jersey to Sister Jean. That's my only problem. <laughs> I don't know, Brooksy. I'm I'm wearing green, but Theo Theo's color is green right now. Green of envy. Green of envy of what Atlanta <laughs> United have. Their wonderful setup and their huge what, stadium. Sister Jean. And I don't their want lovely Jean. oh that old hag. Theo, oh, have yeah. you even been to the Atlanta Stadium? Just down the street, there's an amazing aquarium and there's some great barbecue food there. It's great. Atlanta's lovely. That sounds nice. I think I've Theo, pinpointed sure. the problem here. Theo's upset that yeah. everybody but him is getting free shirts. <laughs> oh, there it is. That's part of this it. Is the, sure. This is the other That's why he's issue. naked today. Naked. I mean, protest. basically, what I'm saying is like, I work for this football podcast with you. You've gotten 10 free <laughs> Adidas World Cup shirts. Sister Jean has literally no connection to Atlanta United. Next thing you know, she wakes up and she's got a New Jersey. Like, how does that work? I'm pissed. I'm this tight. is like uh, that Simpsons episode where Homer impersonates Krusty. He's like, I want everything that's coming to Krusty. And then, like, people try and assassinate him. <laughs> All right. Atlanta United sent him a free what shirt. What are the Simpsons? The Simpsons was a thing before you were born, Theo. Don't worry. Uh, yeah. Let's get Theo some shirts. He uh, <laughs> He's very upset. I'm cold. <laughs> Ryan, what is your hopefully non-shirt-related uh, dirty tackle? Uh, my dirty tackling this week, Theo, for uh, a rudely uh, uh, breaking podcast etiquette for dirty <laughs> uh, sliding in in front of me. No, I'm kidding. I, I did have a couple of choices here. My first one was going to be the headline writer for The Mirror who wrote this headline on this article – Prince William to miss 2018 FA Cup final for brother Harry's wedding to Meghan Markle <laughs> on May 19th. A guy's going to miss a football game to go to his brother's wedding, everybody. Headline news. Well, Here we go. He is the president of the FA. I mean, he yeah, has an obligation. He has a duty, you, you're gonna, I think he's yeah. slightly more obliged to go to his brother the prince's fucking it's wedding. It's the magic of the FA Cup. <laughs> he has a job. I don't see Prince William at third round replays in Doncaster, frankly. I don't know why he should be (laughs) going to that one and not those. Anyway, uh, that's not my dirty tackle because I thought you picked holes in it. I'm going for the uh, very untrodden path of VAR. In particular, I think VAR is going to ruin the World Cup. I used to be a big fan of VAR. I wrote lots of things about how it should be introduced into the game. It's going to make things fairer. You know, accuracy is the most important thing. But in practice... It's just bullshit. And I think we saw that particularly in the England-Italy friendly earlier this week where the penalty was given in the 88th minute where England were absolutely grifted out of a win in that game because of that penalty, which, I don't know, it's, it's, a, kind of, it's a kind of thing. They are supposed to be used when it's clear and obvious, when the decision should be clear and obvious. And it clearly wasn't because even after looking at it and reviewing it and several officials looking at this video, there's no clear answer to whether that was a penalty or not. So in that instance, VAR is nonsense. It just delayed the game. And uh, it's another thing for me to tell people to get off my lawn about, basically. I I think that was clearly a pity VAR. 
because uh, Italy hadn't scored in like four matches, four consecutive matches. They were about to set a record for most consecutive minutes without scoring a goal in their in their team's history. And um, I think they just did that to give them a goal. It's just, oh, and well, England were on a run of not conceding like forever as well. Thanks very much for ruining that one. Well, I suppose you still got the record <laughs> from open play. That's not the point. But also, the referee went over to the side to look at the screen to review it himself. Now, my understanding as how it was implemented is it's not like a fail safe to go and check the screen yourself. They're supposed to be told in their ear, guys, we're going to review this and we're going to tell you what the deal is. It's not like ref. I'm, the ref goes, oh, I'm going to go check it out on the sideline and see what I think of it as to have like a little fail safe, a little, you know, a little backup plan here that's not what's supposed to happen here so i i just i'm just picturing the world cup being moments of joy and ecstasy being held back by decision making and just nonsense like this happening and and it hasn't actually made the game any more accurate because you can have 10 different people looking at this screen and there's still going to be nuance in this there's still going to be instances where there's no clear decision so you know I'm and calling people bullshit. thought that var would take out the human element of officiating if anything, it's added no, it's more ratcheted to it. it up. Yeah, it's given more to it. I'm with it's you, Ryan. Not- I think it could ruin the World Cup only because as the pressure mounts, and there's no higher pressure than, than World Cup match play, uh, these systems, you know, people people go crazy. You're right. The more people looking at it with the more pressure, the more that image gets misconstrued from what actually happened and the wrong call is made. So I'm with it's you. Crazy. I'm scared. I mean, all, I'm just like every other soccer fan out there. All I want from this summer is to sit back, watch the festival of football, watch FIFA make billions of dollars, and watch Putin's regime be legitimized by this wonderful <laughs> event happening in his See, country. See, that's, that's why I'm not super upset about this. That's why I think... VAR causing World Cup chaos is kind of fitting and appropriate for FIFA and Russia. I think that's what they deserve. Sure. <laughs> but also... <laughs> why do we have to suffer But, but also, I, I do what I'm kind hoping of, is... Okay, I, I'm still a long-term supporter of VAR. I still think in really? the long term it will sort itself out and improve the game eventually. But in the short term, I, I am subscribing to the theory that... The conspiracy theory that referees do not want it and are misinterpreting it on purpose to make it look bad in an attempt to get rid of it. Wow. Yeah, that's... that's I, I, I'm not so, I think they're just clueless about it because it's clearly that there's not a set hard and fast set of rules being implemented for how it's supposed to be used. Yeah. And I'm actually secretly hoping that it is a disaster at the World Cup because if it kills the World Cup, then hopefully the World Cup will in turn kill VAR and like the Premier League will go, no thanks. That's what I'm hoping. That's like the ultimate uh, destruction. That would be... <laughs> yeah. So well, the World Cup is a kamikaze pilot. VAR apocalypse. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I'm hopeful that in four years we don't even have football anymore. We just have VAR. So. <laughs> I'll see you this VAR summer. on our uh, FIFA games with Alex Hunter. Yeah, wonderful. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> VAR 2022. Cyber 9 <laughs> systems. It's in the game. All right, well, I am going to dirty tackle uh, all of Argentina. Um, I'm going big. Broad. I like it. So co- You only got to get a few of them. The rest of them will go down, don't yeah, worry. Yeah, so a couple weeks ago, I went after Messi for his treatment, his cruel, harsh, uh, inhumane treatment of Thibaut Courtois in the Champions League. Um, but mm. now I'm going after Argentina for their treatment of Messi. It's all kind of coming uh, full circle here. So uh, Messi did not play in Argentina's most recent friendly against Spain, where they got trounced 
was it six to one final final score? I, th- I believe it was. Yeah, six to one. Uh, total abomination. Um, without Messi in the lineup, he uh, a little fatigued, so he sat that one out. Um, and was exactly, that the reason fatigue? Fatigue. Yeah, he said uh, he he trained in the lead up to the match, but. Just wasn't feeling great, so they let him sit out. Oh, so he was like, hey, hey, coach, I, seriously, I, I absolutely marathoned season two of This Is Us last night. I'm a bit fatigued. <laughs> I, I'm going to sit this one out if that's all right. That crockpot scene was just see... draining. He couldn't, he couldn't do it. Mental yeah. health day. Yeah. So he's... I've seen these Spain players before. I know what they're capable of. I'm a bit fatigued, okay? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So he watched from the stands as Argentina got obliterated by Spain. And... Um, I, this is just further proof to me that he should have never come back from his international retirement. He should have stayed retired. He does not <laughs> need this aggravation. This is, I mean, now he has to go to this World Cup with this crap team around him. It's going to be just <laughs> awful. They're going to blame They'll him They'll probably for drag everything. them to the quarter or the semi. Yeah, he, he dragged them into qualification. They almost didn't qualify at all. But he dragged them through qualification and into, into uh, to Russia. And this is not going to go well. He doesn't need this. He should just stay home with his giant dog and his eight thousand kids. <laughs> this is going to be awful. It's just going to so be awful. So, I, I, um, earlier in the week, in my capacity as Ryan Bailey Music, I was in a bar doing some musical stylings, and uh, the Mexico game was on. There were some fans watching it, and I got talking to one of them, who very, very soccer literate, and had a good conversation. And at the end of it, talked about how he's placed some bets on the World Cup, one of which was a substantial amount of money on Argentina winning it. Oh, and wow. I just felt like. I felt like if you hadn't have tipped me rather generously during this evening, I would slap you in the face and say, what are you talking about, young Even man? Even Messi himself says that, a, that that's a bad idea. So before this match, yeah. Messi said, and I quote, right now we're not among the contenders to win the World Cup. He said there are much better teams like Spain, Germany, Brazil, and France. Well, Spain proved that, that they're much better than Argentina right now. Um, and I think he's right. Uh, they're just not that good right now. Um, mm. and Higuain was missing open chances in front of goal again against Spain. It's it's all happening, and it's going to be bad. He, he should just re- retire again right now. He doesn't Higua need this. meme, more like. Higua meme, yeah, everybody. Because he, he gets memed because he's terrible at putting the ball in the net, everybody. Yay, yay for me. Yeah, yeah. congratulations, Ryan. <laughs> so uh, Thanks. Th- this is just bad news for Messi. Uh, I don't like it. It's going to be a car crash, and he needs to get out now. The jerseys are nice, though. Yeah, I think they're wearing their first ever all-black uh, away shirt because, you know, it's going to be a funeral for themselves. It's going to be... Uh... Is it black or is it like a dark navy? No, it's black. It's the first time they've ever worn a black shirt. And they had all these beautiful uh, emblems on the front for this historic friendly loss yesterday. They had the Spain flag, <laughs> the Argentina flag, the date. They can all yeah, frame those up in their house yeah, right. to remember this special occasion. Say, I thought there was too much junk on the front of that shirt. The flag. No, I like junk on the front. Oh man, Ryan big, Bailey, he's got a new. He got big, a new soap box Big fan of junk on. on the front. Welcome to the kit corner. We we are all here for <laughs> junk on the front. More okay. junk on the front, please. With the lightning bolts either side of the junk on the front, I thought it was a bit too busy. Into it. Where, Into it. Where do you draw the line, Ryan? What is too much? Hook hook Ryan Bailey music up to the respirator right, and put him back the... in the garage. <laughs> You can have the flags of each team on your shirt and the names and the and the date of the thing, but have it a bit smaller. You know, pump that tight oh. face down a little. Or bit. don't do it for a friendly. Like just do it for finals. That's when I typically like the junk on the front. Yeah, should yeah, be that's for a friendly. True. Yeah, it gives uh, it gives more credence to the junk on the front when it's used only in important occasions. Yeah, 
such as historic 6-1 losses. (laughs) Yeah, in friendly matches. (laughs) When you're wearing your first historic black away kit. I'm reading this directly off a press release from Adidas in my inbox. (laughs) Wow, so so you get something. You get their press releases, at least. They do send you something, yeah. yeah. Oh, sick. (laughs) A bunch of fucking word soup in my Gmail account. Thanks. (laughs) All right, so those are our Dirty Tackles of the Week. Now it's time for a word from our sponsor, which uh, I don't think is Adidas. Do you think your grandchild is better at football than any other person's grandchild? Want to bet on it? Here at Grandpa Bet, we'll take your money. Lewis Cook and Harry Wilson's grandfathers have both won big betting on their grandchildren to play international football, and now you can too. We offer the best odds on whether or not your pride and joy can become your golden ticket to the retirement of your dreams. Right now, you can get 45 to 1 odds on 10-year-old Archie Graham playing for England, 38 to 1 odds on 14-year-old David Wilson playing for Northern Ireland, and 24 to 1 odds on 8-year-old Alan Morgan playing for Wales, even though he's got asthma and a growing interest in being a police officer. If you are the grandfather of any of these children, bet now and we'll even give you odds on your friends' grandkids not becoming world-class footballers so you can laugh at their eventual disappointment from behind the wheel of a brand new sports car. Grandpa bet, because children can never have too much pressure put upon them. This week's supporter shoutouts go to Kenneth Vanderwerf and Tom Daly. Tommy Daly, Tommy D. We love you. Tom Daly, the British Olympic diver. He's a fan. He's, yes, exactly. Yeah, big fan. Wow. Yeah. Uh, thank you to both of you for supporting the show. We love you guys. Legends. Thanks. T-shirts coming your way if they haven't already. Uh, and uh, if you want to support the show and They're get a little shout-out action and a T-shirt, go to patreon.com slash tackle. Uh, check it out. Support the show. Join the ET gang. Get on the extra time. I think last week extra time went out for free to everyone, so you're welcome for that. It's a gang, uh, but we preach peace. We do, yeah. And uh, so this week on extra time, we'll be talking about how Man City can't sell out a Champions League match against Liverpool, which is very embarrassing. And we'll talk Zlatan mm. in L.A. It actually happened. His house hunting paid off in Los Angeles, and he is actually gone there. He's probably got the nicest house. So we'll talk about that too. I bet he's got one of those fireplaces which is in like the middle of the room and it looks all square and modern. Probably. Right? Yeah, he probably does. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. In the middle of the room? Yeah, like in the middle of the room and like you walk around it. It's Hollywood Hills type what of thing. What if you trip into it and burn to death? A lot of yeah, time doesn't ter- if you've got children, it'll be the worst thing ever. He, he just yeah. jumps over it. Modern. Mm. Wow. So yeah, we'll talk all about LA fireplaces and, and modern uh, architecture. Um, on extra time, join it. Patreon.com slash ready tackle. There you go. Bing bong bing. And now it's time for some throw ins. Who wants to uh, do the first throw in? Uh, I'll jump in here first. Uh, Lewis Cook of Bournemouth. I think that's how you pronounce that Premier League team. <laughs> uh, he played for England against Italy. And it's one of many instances in which we've seen a story about a relative, a parent or a grandparent of a player, putting a bet on that player when they were a baby to one day play for their country. Yeah, and we've seen weird like the betting slip. Story trend in England. 
It's a, it, this happens loads, doesn't it? Yeah. And like, the, the one with Lewis Cook is that he, he was um, they put five hundred pounds on Lewis Cook to play for England before his twenty sixth birthday when he was just a little boy. So and he got thirty three to one for that five hundred pounds. So he's made a decent decent amount of money out of that. But I, I want to know. There's so much. I have questions about this. If I go into a betting shop and I say uh, my kid is going to play for England one day. Uh, let me make a bet. Does the guy go, okay, I'll give you hmm, 33 that's, that's, to 1. Yeah, that's my question. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> How do they he's like bring the, the kid in here. Yeah. And they seem really they low. They have to watch him run around the field. They like weigh him up. They, they, they have to Harry height. Redknapp it a bit for a little while and run around him <laughs> to see yeah, what odds they determine. And the, why is it his 26th birthday? That seems like a really arbitrary number. He's not going to make it in the England team when he's 25. <laughs> I tell you what, 26. I mean, thirty-three to one seems like really low odds for that. Like, I feel like that should be in the thousands, if not millions. That you're, you're some yeah. random baby is going to make the the national team. Or maybe he made this bet like two weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, he was already in the four in the <laughs> team. Then, then those odds are reasonable. Yeah. Though to be fair, he was the first ever Bournemouth player to play for the national team. So that's that's something too. Yeah. What about Jack Wilshire? Um. No, he doesn't count. He was just on loan there. Loan, wasn't he on loan anyway? Yeah. Yeah, fine. <laughs> I just want to say I was playing FIFA World Cup the other day. I was trying to make the three lines win a World Cup. Ryan, you're welcome. Um, Thanks. Did the game melt? No, we were we were flying. I had an unreal lineup. I had Captain Jack Wilshire in the oh. heart. I had Rooney playing in an attacking mid. It was madness. <laughs> I was an American manager in a tracksuit at the World Cup. Wow. They would never let me do that. Bob Bradley. And we were flying, you, uh, but then we lost to we lost to Germany because Jack Wilshire tore his ACL in the quarterfinal. <laughs> See? That is super realistic. It was disastrous. That's, did you have FIFA set to obvious mode or something? <laughs> I don't know. No, nah, they wouldn't have let me got they wouldn't have let me put the captain's armband on Jack Wilshire. <laughs> That's true. Well, I don't know. Uh, Arsene Wenger wants to put the captain's armband on him now, so so there you go. Yeah, I mean, I think he should be like the prime minister. So there, there you have it. Uh, can I move on to my next choice uh, for throwing? Uh, let's talk about hacking and no. uh, and transfer fees, right? Millions of euros and pounds and dollars are sent all around the world every season for 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 transfer fees, right? A lot of it ends up in. Do Mino's they do transfer pocket. fees on Venmo now? I think <laughs> I think Mino insists on Venmo. I think or Lazio might. Judging by this story that Ryan's about to tell. Mm. <laughs> so Lazio owed Feyenoord 2 million euros for Stefan de Vries. Uh, and instead of having the money wired to Feyenoord, it was intercepted by some hackers. I'm just amazed this That's is awesome. the first time this has happened. How has this not happened more often? Maybe it, it has. It seems like it should have happened all the time, right? It might just be the first time that they've realized it, you know? Ah. Well, I know I know the top deals, like, like Mino and George Mendes, they have... Um, Hacker protection on all their all their transfer fees. You're gonna have to explain yeah, that what, one a bit more. What kind of hacker protection? <laughs> no, like you know, uh, Mino, known so for his a nice email to the hackers. <laughs> no, 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 no. Mino, known this. for his known for his uh, ability to to create large financial transactions in world football. What you don't know is that he's also a coder. So sometimes he goes down in his basement. <laughs> He writes the impenetrable code of transfer fee hacker protection, and he makes sure that his 10% is safe, the club's fee is safe, and his player's salary is very safe. Wow. Uh. That's why you do business with Mino, because he just has it on lock from all angles. And if you don't do it, he will verbally abuse you in the press. <laughs> I bet for a, like, a club like Man United, who send out so much money in transfer fees and wages, what percentage of that just goes to hackers and, you know... 
I bet. I bet they, it's impossible to keep track of. Well, all that this money. could explain some of the large transfer fees that we've seen in recent times. That they're they're kind of building in a hacker hacker fee. Yeah. They they they, they figure that like at least ten to fifteen percent will will get lost to hackers. Like a tip. Yeah, it's a hacker tip. Yeah, <laughs> that's what it is. So that explains oh. so much about the transfer market. Wow. In recent, transfer recent fee hacker pirates. It's amazing. Doesn't that? I've found a new industry that I want yeah. to get into. We just cracked a major code here. This makes a lot of sense. Wow. Yeah. Hacker, I think hackers actually stole Victor Lindelof as well in person. <laughs> I think, yeah. They want to give him back now. I haven't seen him in a while. They want to give yeah. him back, but uh, they won't take him back. <laughs> <laughs> do they hack player for player swaps? Like, do they just kidnap they, people? They, they hack it all. Yeah, like like Neymar's deal. PSG actually uh, only got like, or uh, Bar- sorry, Barcelona only got like uh, fifteen pounds or fifteen euros for Neymar. Uh, all the rest went to hackers. The rest went to the hackers, yeah. and they didn't pay any tax on that. <laughs> well, yeah, just like uh, Neymar himself, uh, naturally. <laughs> Uh, okay, so uh, next up on throw-ins, I'll, I'll take this one here because this is in kind of my my wheelhouse. Um, oh, it's is, about pee and Mia. This is no your wee house. This is about actual pee, actual pee, actual pee and Mia. Uh, so in Serie D, I thought, I thought it was a champagne show. In the Italian fourth division, Messina goalkeeper China. Armando Prisco. China. Are, no, we're not doing that anymore either. Uh, Armando Prisco, goalkeeper right, for Dad. Messina, China! was sent off for urinating during a match. Uh, I feel like we've had uh, player urination stories. In this the happened recent- already. Didn't we talk about this like weeks ago? No, it just happens a lot. Well, I yeah, like man. Obviously, people got to pee. Wasn't the last story that That's the facts. ref thought that he urinated and sent him off? Yeah, this was also didn't? in Italy. The last story, and it was he he uh, pissed. They thought he pissed on the fans, wasn't it? Something like that behind the goal. No, that was the old one. This is th- yeah. There was that one too. There's been a lot of pee stories. There's been a lot of pee. Well, yeah. Think about it. Every human being needs to pee b- between so, thirty-five and forty-five times a day. So it's only natural. But what makes that this funny? Is impenetrate the football world. What What makes this story funny though is how upset that this goalkeeper was that he was sent off for urinate. He was very embarrassed about this. So he told uh, GianlucaDemarzo.com, "Quote." I drink two to three liters of water per day. I actually passed water for the Sound. first time as soon as we got into the stadium. Then before warm-up. <laughs> then once again in the locker rooms. And then during halftime. So he's, he was peeing all day. This guy pees more than my grandpa. <laughs> yeah. He's got he to stop drinking so much water, I think. Jesus Christ. He might have a wow. prostate issue. Uh, he, he goes on. I just couldn't hold it in. I was trying to move around and look like a crazy person. So as soon as I saw play was halted for a substitution, I tried to take advantage of the situation. I pretended to do some stretches behind an advertising board, and nobody noticed except for the referee, unfortunately. I immediately apologized, and I didn't protest, as I knew he was just following the rules. (laughs) I do want to make it clear, though, that that I did nothing obscene. I realized... That there were many children you in the stadium. You pulled your dick out no, in a stadium. No, I don't stadium. think he did. I think he just like uh, did it more discreetly. I realized that there were many children in the stadium, and I tried my hardest to camouflage what I was doing. It wasn't the right thing to do, 
but I really couldn't hold it in. <laughs> He's so upset about Children this. Children must be protected from <laughs> urination. That's not, not something they should be exposed to. It's disgusting. Yeah. What, what I like, the best thing, the best detail in his story is that he made a gesture as if he was stretching, like he <laughs> pretended to stretch. So I'm just picturing him like sort of leg up uh, on, on the advertising hoarding, so getting get a good groin stretch in. Yeah. And it's the, just the pee trickling down as he's trying to say, hey guys, I'm not weeing, I'm not weeing, I'm just doing a stretch. It's all right. Everybody's fine. Oh, well, the story I was thinking of was Sergio Ramos taking a dump, leaving the field to take a dump during the match uh, a couple of weeks ago. So here, uh, and we, I was arguing how he should have done, done it on the field and uh, carried on with his, with his business. But here in Italy, we've, we're seeing that even a, uh, going number one will get you sent off. So if he did number two, uh, that would have been uh, probably a three-match ban or something. I don't know. Mm. But, yeah, I feel bad for this guy. He, he just really had to go, and uh, he got caught. It's Maybe it's not a going problem. It? Maybe it's a growing problem. <laughs> yeah, it might be. It's something because he is peeing a lot. Mm. Well, if you're a goalkeeper and you're just standing there for most of the 90 minutes, it just gets boring. You just want to wait. Maybe you're mad nervous, yeah. though, the whole time. Jens Lehmann like, in the Champions League, the he did it. Past you. He uh, yep. is actually during play. He jumped behind the advertising board, took a quick pee. He didn't get sent then off. Then jumped back and uh, made a save or something, I think. Yeah. Probably. And didn't get he sent off. Did yeah. Shouting. So there you have it. I think it. Italian academies need to teach their goalkeepers not to urinate during games. It needs to be part of their training now. Yeah. Two, two part training skills. Uh, don't urinate on the field and try to qualify for World Cups. That should be their, <laughs> um, their MO from going Gigi forward. Gigi Buffon famously hasn't urinated since 1987. <laughs> mm. <laughs> An icon for us all to aspire to. His success. That, Never urinate. That glowing complexion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's good for the skin. Oh, wow. And on that note, on that uh, shocking revelation, that is the end of regular time. Thank you so much for joining us. Again, extra time. It's all happening in extra time. Patreon.com slash tackle for that. Uh, thank you to producers Bobo Martino and Andrew Pissarro for their working their magic every single week. We couldn't do it without them. On social media, we are at Dirty Tackle on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Uh, We will not steal your private information, even though those social networks probably will. Uh, On Twitter, I am at BrooksDT. Ryan, what what is your Twitter handle? Uh, At TransferHacker. I will steal your (laughs) private information. And if you send me your bank details, I will steal any transfer fees you send. Thank you very much. Theo, how about you? At never P Forza Azuri, we're starting <laughs> the movement. <laughs> the, the no peeing movement, or, or the lack of movement. Yeah, it's the <laughs> the lack of movement. Oh wow. Okay. Well, we're all gonna take a quick pee break and be right back here for extra time. So we'll see. Ya. I already read just five minutes ago <laughs> while I was standing here. That's a red card, Ryan. I was no, no. I was just stretching. No, you, yeah, I was, I was pretending <laughs> to do a lunge, but you, you didn't even see. I was just stretching. <laughs> You were just getting the garage door opened. Oh, well. Okay. Extra time or next time? We'll see you. Extra time, extra time. Here we are. It's extra time. Uh, Night, night, non-extra time subscribers. Yeah, you dummies. You never know what you're missing unless you subscribe. Bye-bye. Sweet dreams. One more. Blow the whistle.